Welcome to Moran Talmud, the podcast where we explore the depths of Jewish philosophy through the lens of Moran Avuchim and other great Jewish philosophers. Join us as we delve into the intricacies of the Talmud and gain a deeper understanding of various sugyas in Shas. So tonight I want to talk about concept of contraries, which are two things that contradict each other. So, in Monavuchim, in the 73rd parak of Chelek Aleph, parak Gimel, where the Raman brings the discussion, he brings all the things over there, that the Kalam, the Medabrim, the, this uh, group of basically that were Muslim thinkers, what they believed in, and he thinks that he disagreed and thinks so we've discussed atomism, we've discussed that they believe that everything was made up of little pieces and how that affects time, that time is created from little pieces. Um, we've discussed the fact yeah, that those are I think was the only one we discussed I don't correctly so far. But we're gonna to discuss today another one where the Ramam says in the Hakdama Shvit that he basically says both positive they believe that positive and negative properties have a real existence. As you've seen the first one, okay, which therefore means like this, as you explained and bring in the next, the next section, by Arikas, that that they believe that they they believe that life and death are two opposites that are both creations. They believe light and darkness are both creations. There's a creation called light and there's a creation called darkness. There's a creation called life and a creation called death. There's a creation called hot. There's a creation called cold. Is a creation. All of these things are creations, which which both so and both light and darkness are both separate creations. Whereas says the Rambam that the philosophy and it's based on Aristotle. He doesn't really talk about length. He doesn't talk about that length and depth. Not succinctly. He talks about when it comes to seeing Aristotle and talks about more light and darkness. He does talk about hot and cold. He just doesn't say it so nasty. So I didn't put. Uh, I mean, I couldn't find. A nice, uh, you know, a nice sound bite that he says. But the basic idea is that there's one creation. There's a creation called light, and the absence of light is darkness. There's a creation called life, and the absence of life is death. There's a creation called heat. The absence of heat is cold, which is as it's not like the Madabrim, not like the Madabrim where they're saying there's an there's a creation called light, and there's a creation called darkness. There's a creation called life. There's a creation called death. Now, this belief, which is interesting, they say there's a creation of movement, there's a creation of rest. Now, now this, the Ramam, the Ramam there's lots of proof, that, I mean, the, the basic idea, is that, the basic thought is that this is quite hard, this is hard to understand in reality, because if you don't have light, what do you have, if not darkness? If you don't have, um, if you don't have life, what do you have, if not death? So how can you say that it's a creation? The Rambam, if you look on the second page, the Rambam does ask, I thought, a fascinating question, which I don't really know if I'll follow, is that the Rambam says that, um, if you look, the logical consequence of this proposition is that the accident of death created by Hashem instantly ceases to exist. It's replaced by another death, which again is created by Hashem. Otherwise, death will not continue. Death is thus continuously created in the same manner as life is renewed every moment. But he would want to know how long Hashem continues to create this death in the dead body. 
And so basically the Ramam is saying, if you create death, if death is not the absence of life, but death is a creation. So he says, how, when does Hashem, Hashem has to create death at the moment of death. But then, because death is a creation, so he has to create death the moment after that, because Hashem is continuously creating the world, or he's continuously keeping the world's creation going. So therefore, he's going to have to continue. The same way he has to, there's continuous creation of life. That's the continuous creation of death. And this is much more in the logic of the Kalam, where they believe that, that Hashem is constantly creating, not that Hashem is constantly almost keeping the world, but constantly recreating the world. Which makes it even worse, because then he means he's constantly recreating death. So the Ramah has this question. I don't understand the question because it's God, so fine, so he recreates death constantly. What, what's the difference? Why is this logically the Ramah's question over here? That he brings here, this is his biggest question. But uh, I think just the, the logical question is, what is there without of light, without darkness? I mean, what is, what is a lack of light? What is a lack of light? What is a lack of hot? What is a, a lack of movement, if not the contrary? And that's what we're discussing here, the contrary, opposites. And that's the, the next source that I bought, is a source which from the Rambam's treatise on logic. It's in Perikud Aleph. So he writes over here, and this is, he summarizes it very nicely in the treatise of logic the Rambam wrote. Actually, a very, it's not a very, it's, it's a, for, for a logical book, basically a, a summary of Aristotelian logic. Um, and in the summary of Aristotelian logic, he, he, he doesn't say, he doesn't, I don't think he says many chidushim, but um, he, he writes things, he summarizes things quite nicely. He says the two qualities are such that one is present in a subject, the other is removed. We call them contraries. Hot and cold, moisture and dryness, some of these countries, it's basically opposites, have an intermediate state. So hot and cold, for in between them is lukewarm. You can have different levels of this lack of heat. You have very hot, you have lukewarm, but some of them have no intermediate state, even odd numbers. For every number is either even odd, when two qualities cannot exist simultaneously in the same place, one of them exists in something. And other, the removal, absence of that existence, blindness, vision. We say that vision is a habit, blindness is a probation. Okay, that's already getting into. The, the, other, the other points that we're not going to discuss, but basically two opposites, and all of these things are opposite, the same is true of wisdom and folly. He goes into wealth, poverty, hairness, baldness, having teeth and toothlessness, speaking muteness. All of these, if you have it, it's called a habit, it's something that you have, a kinyan in Hebrew, and if you don't have it, it's called ha'edir, it's a lacking, it's, a, it's a, not a vacuum, but a, a lacking of, of, of that thing. So all of that thing, all of um, and, and that those absence, okay, and that abs, ab, absence is only true. The Rambam says in a case where it is shy, where it's practical for that thing to have. So it ends off at the end. Just it's an important thing in logic. Just not really connect to our point. But he says here at the end, but nothing can be described in terms of probation unless it is in its nature to possess that habit, which is the opposite of that absence. For we do not speak of the wall as foolish or blind or mute, because. You can't have to talk of it. It might be mute, the wall, but it's it's not, a, as we discussed last week, when it comes to talking about the future, you can say things, say, calling your computer not hungry. If, if you're talking about things that the words are not shite and the words, the words aren't applicable. So it's not that they're true, it's not that they're false, they're just not, it's just not a logical statement almost. And this, but this, uh, this concept that, that heat or darkness, light, that darkness is not a creation, that cold is not a creation, that death is not a creation, is, is um, echoed across the Rishonim. It's echoed in many Rishonim, 
It's echoed in Rav Sajagon over here in Imun of Adayas. And he says, I, I saw that, um, it, he says, yeah, I know that darkness is not the opposite of light. He says, then I know that darkness is not the opposite of light. It's the lacking of. Darkness is the lack of light. The Ramban, the Ramban which, which is a much more interesting kind of, in a way, that he says the same thing, because Ramban had a much more, let's call it, Kabbalistic, traditional approach to, to looking at the world. He did not look at the world. You know, the Rambam looked at the world in, in a very philosophical way. He looked at the world based on the science of the day. He looked at the world based on, on the, lots of like uh, thought. And then, but the Ramban was very, I mean, also on thought, but based on the Kabbalah of the day and the Torahs of the Gomorrah. And and either Ramban also over here says, yeah, he also brings that um, that. Uh, that uh, the the concept of darkness, he bring, and he quotes this Moran Vukim, quotes another place in Moran Vukim, says the same thing, that darkness is not the lack of, is the lack of light and not a new creation. On the other hand, we have here Aramo, and that's who I could find, but uh, I'm, I'm sure there are others in the Rishonim, though also just on the side point, the Kuzari also, which is also an interesting one, not like the Rambam, because he, uh, sorry, because he lo- also has the kind of worldview, not like the Rambam, he also didn't put it on here, he also seems to have this concept that darkness is not a creation, it's just a lack of light. On the other hand, the Ramo, the Ramo understood, and he brings over here in Torah Ta'ala, where he's talked, we've discussed a bit from him before, and he understands that all the minchas are coming actually to express the ideas of the Madam, to express the ideas of the Kalam. That, and one of the ideas he brings over here is that the mincha. He's coming to the, the fact that you take some of the mincha, he's coming to represent that darkness and light are two separate creations. We'll go into it over there. Not really a discussion, but the point is that darkness and light are two separate creations. So he's going like the kind of... And now we're going to get into the proofs, maybe, and the discussion from, from the sugyas and from the Gemara. Because the Raga Chavagon comes along and he, he, he says over here in his, in his Ha'oras, he's got Ha'oras on Moranavuchim. Which are fascinating. He wrote uh, so it's little notes basically that he wrote on the side of his Moranavuchim that they smuggled out. I think his son-in-law and his daughter smuggled out of of the USSR at the time, and the on microfilm, which is also quite fascinating in the story over there. And he smuggled out. He, he they smuggled out his oh, his notes on all. They got notes on his on Gomorrahs. They got notes on on Chumash. They, they smuggled out notes on, on many many things. So these are his notes on his Moranavuchim. So he says. He's talking about this 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 uh, this mahalach of the of the medabrim, this mahalach of the kalam that that darkness is a creation. Okay, so he says that This opinion is the ikar. This opinion of the kalam. So he's coming and he's going to come. We're going to see some of his proofs, not like the Ramah. but he's come and said the ikar like the Ramah, like the Ramah said that the ikar is like the medabrim. He brings a bunch of nafkuminis. One of the proofs that he brings, so one of the proofs that he brings, but uh, we'll discuss it, let's just talk about one of the and so he wants to say like this, he wants to say in halacha, he brings the example, for example, as of Shvita Shabbos, resting on Shabbos. Is resting on Shabbos, just to understand what we're saying, is resting on Shabbos, the lack, is it a lack of malacha, or is there an action, is there a creation of not doing malacha? When you don't fast, are you doing a negative, not fasting, or are you doing a lack, let's call it, or are you doing some kind of action of not eating? 
Is there is is it um, an action or not an action? So, for example, one of his nafkuminas he brings at the end. I didn't put in the, for the rest of the page because going to the next page. But one of the nafkuminas he points out is what do you call something mikzatayon kukula? Can something be half the day? Is like the whole day. Now, if let's say, for example, we just came out of lagba omer, so we said, so let's say not shaving. So if you don't shave lagba omer now, and you say in lagba omer day you say mikzatayon kukula. Now, if the lack of shaving, if the lack of doing it. It's just purely that. It's a lack. It's not active. So how can you say how can you say some of the day is like the whole day? How can you say that because um, you, can't, you can't say some of the day is like the whole day because because you haven't done anything. You need an action. You need some form of pula to call Whereas on the other hand if it's purely a lack it's a ha'eder. So then how can you say you haven't done anything or you haven't done anything? You, you've been purely, purely a negative. So he says you can't say mixayam kukula. Now he brings a few right. He, he brings a few rays. The one rays I thought we can discuss, because it really is a very interesting rays, very strong rays, is this rays here from the Gemara Chulin. Now the Gemara Chulin is talking about tuma and tara on an animal, and the Gemara says that Chizkia Chizkia held that there's no tuma, that that an animal becomes tome only when it is dead. But an animal that is mufarchesed, the animal that's mufarchesed is almost like shaking around, it's still kicking, it's still moving, but it's already, let's call it, practically dead. In that, for example, we're going to see in the Gemara that it's, you've already shifted both of its simonim, you've already shifted both the trachea, the windpipe and the food pipe, which are, okay, so therefore it is practically dead, but it is still moving around, that's called Mufarchesed. So Chizkiya holds that Mufarchesed is not Tomei. So says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yirmei said to Rabbi Zera, "Does Rabbi Chizki me Amar Chizki Rachi? Does Rabbi Chizki really hold this? By Itma, do we not learn Shachat Pashnayim? If you shechted both, both Simonim, the wind path and the food path, or Rav Shnayim, or you at least a majority of the two, by Dain Ima for Chesed and still kicking and still moving around, Chizki Amar Eina La Evarim. Chizki says it doesn't have. A, there's no Evarim. It's not called Evar Minachai." Rav Yochanan Amar Yeshen Levar. Rav Yochanan says it does still have the getter of Aver Minachai. But it is still called Aver Minachai. So, why, why, why would that be true? So, Chizkiah says, says the next line, Chizkiah Amar Eina Levar. It's not called Aver Minachai. Now, this is talking also specifically for a guy. A non Jew, his getter of Aver Minachai would be over here, that would be Asur, and a non Jew. Um, is a little bit different to, to a Jew's getter of Ayman Achai. And for this non-Jew that is Ayman Achai, it's only going to be, it says Chizki is not called Ayman Achai anymore, because Chizki is not called Ayman Achai, because Meitahi, it's, it's dead. It's a dead animal. It's in the end of the day, you've shifted most of it. Rabbi Yochanan says, Okay, it is called Ayman Achai, because love Meitahi. It's not yet dead. It's not fully dead. It's still moving. It hasn't fully died. It's still... So says the... So this is the question. So just to summarize the question, Rabbi Yimah asked Rabbi how can Chizkiah hold that an animal is only Tomei? How can it be that he holds that the animal is only Tomei when it's completely dead? You see over here that he holds, even by Mephar Chesed, it's called dead. Klape, the fact that it's not called Eber anymore. And Amar said to him, it's left living, it's not alive anymore, but it hasn't yet got to dead. 
hasn't yet got into the realm of the dead. So it's left the realm of the living, hasn't yet got into the realm of the dead. Says the Roga Chavagora. It's a great dry, he says, for the Madamrim. And this is what we pass in Aloha, that is both these Dinim of Because in the end of the day, an animal that, and, and you, in the end of the day, you see there's a concept called life, and there's a separate concept called death. And the fact that something's not alive anymore doesn't make it dead. There's, and it's left the living, but it hasn't yet hit the dead. And there's this concept exists almost like there's three there's three levels. There's alive, there's not alive, and there's dead. So you see that death is a creation, says the Rosh The other proof that he brings is there's a machloikis in the Gemara in, in the Yushalmin brachas. So there's an argument, when does day start and when does night start? Does day start at dawn or does day start at sunrise? Dawn being the first light, sunrise is the beginning of the sun. Does day end, does night start at sunset or does it end at nightfall? So does day start at nightfall? Now, if you, so Rogachava says, and it's a very interesting idea, he says that the same idea, and the machloket over there is, does day start at the, when there lacks life, or sorry, does, let's use it does not start when there's no more life, when there's darkness, when, or not when there's dark, when there's a lack of life, or does that not start when there's, let's call it darkness, this creation of darkness. So, if you say, not starts at Tzait, Tzait Kochavim, that's when stars, that's not for when it's dark, so it starts at the lack of light. And you see that darkness is the lack of light. If you say it starts from sunset, sunset it's still light. But it's still nighttime, it's still called dark. So you can see that darkness is not the lack of light, but a new creation, a new capital called darkness. The same the other way around. Does not end. When it's at dawn, when it's first light, or does not end at sunrise. Now, sun, the first light is, and that means that darkness is the lack of light. The first second you have light, you have the end of night, you have daytime. But if you hold that night, that, that does not end at sunrise, therefore you see that even when it starts becoming light, it still can be called darkness, it still can be called night, night is the time of darkness. So therefore, and because we hold, and says the road for that, that's in the Machlok, it's the same Machlok between the Rambam and the Madabrim, and because we hold that the halacha is that day starts at day starts at sunrise and ends at sunset, and therefore you see that the Ikra halacha is, and the true understanding is not like the Madabrim, is not like the Kalam, uh, sorry, is like the Madabrim, is like the Kalam, and is not like the Ram. So therefore, Therefore, we, we have to try and understand how the Rambam understands. How does he understand? It's all very nice that he has this, this Matthias, but what's he going to do with all these Gomorrahs? Now, I think, I think to, to understand how the Rambam and, understands, and I don't know, and I think this will explain in Rafsad Yagod, I don't know if this will explain how the Ramban understands. So I'm not sure how the Ramban's worldview. But I think you have to say like this. And something I think a concept we've discussed before is that in the end of the day, the Rambam understood the world was a world that was created. And the world that's, uh, that's, and we look at it, and we look at the reality of the world, we look at the reality of the world as it is. And onto that reality of the world, we superimpose the Torah. We superimpose Talmudic concepts, we superimpose the Torah's worldview. So we have the world, and we put something onto that. We put, it's like when you put those, uh, those pieces of plastic that they have that change the, what the picture looks like. I don't know if that's a good example. But you put, you put something else onto it. You put a sticker on. You put another thing that's called the Torah, called the Gemara, called whatever it is. 
that, that changes how you look at the world, but you can remove that and you can look at the world in a, let's call it a purely scientific way. If you look at the world in, in the way it was created, and over and above that you put in the Torah. Whereas the Rogachov, and I think we've seen this before, is once again understanding, and it goes back to, to the, the understanding of Plato versus Aristotle, what is real. That the Rogachov is understanding the world is created, I'll be the Torah. The way that the Torah the Torah expresses itself is how we look at the world, is how we look at the creation of the world. The creation was done, I'll be the Torah. The creation was done, therefore, whatever the, when we come out in the Gemara, we come out in the Torah, that reflects how we look at creation. It's not that we have creation and the Torah separately and we superimpose the Torah onto creation, but rather they are one and the same. And because they're one and the same, therefore you can bring proofs, says the Rogachov, from the Gemara. Whereas the Ram is going to say all of this is true only in a halachic sense. You can have, if we can call it, now we're going to go to night and we can, you can have, can have practical day and practical night, or created day, created night. There's no such thing in reality as created day or created night. And you've got created light and created darkness. But you can have that Hashem creates in a halachic sense. He creates a concept called day and creates a concept called night. It's almost like it says in the Apostle when we discuss Hashem called the, the last day, and he called the, the night, the darkness, not. But in a created sense, there is no such thing as day and night. It's purely an arbitrary split between darkness and light. So Hashem can create a halachic day and a halachic night. Hashem can create a halachic getter of when you get death, of when something becomes tomic. You can have practically, you have a concept called life, and that lack of creates death, because obviously that lack of is going to be dead. What is the lack of life if not dead? But say that there'll be a halachic getter of death. There'll be a halachic getter when the Torah, you superimpose the Torah, and this thing, this animal will become Tomei once it's dead. This animal will become Tomei only when it, when it let's, if we can call it pronounced dead. This animal will become Tomei only when, there's, when, when, actually, when the halachic calls it dead, which is even when it's not Nofarchesed, when it's not moving around in this case. And that's how we can understand the Rambam, and the difference between the Rambam and the Rogachov. But now, and I, I think it's a nice proof, and this is actually a proof that the Rogachava brings this, this, uh, this Rambam to prove, to, to show how the Rambam understands it. But, but I think this, this shows great, uh, this, we can use this Rambam to really understand how the Rambam looks at the world. Once again, because the Rambam says, the Gemara Brachas, I'll explain, the Gemara Brachas says, someone who sees the graves of, of, uh, of, the, of Klalisol says, Blessed is the one who formed you in judgment, who nourished you in judgment, who sustained you in judgment, collected your souls in judgment, and in the future will raise you from the dead in judgment. And then the Gemara says, and Maris Tana Ravina concludes the formula of his blessing name of Ramachan, he says like this. He says, I'm quote the Hebrew now, Yodaya Mis Parkulchem, he knows the number of you all, Vahu Atid Lachiyoistam Lakaim Echem. And he in the future will restore you to life and sustain you. Blessed is the one who revives the dead. Now says the says the Rama when the Rama brings this halacha, the Rama brings the halacha, but he leaves off that last bit of Marad the son of Ravina in the name of Rabbi He says a person who sees certain on Jewish home should recite. Uh, sorry, not there. We'll skip a little bit ahead in the Rama in Hilchas Brachas Perikud Halacha Yud. Um, a person who sees Jewish graves should recite the following: Blessed are you, our Lord, a uh, King of the Universe, Creator of the Justice. Judge your justice, stand your judgment, took your lives of justice, and ultimately will. I mean, there's just different translations of the word of, of din. 
Okay, it's a bedin, but okay, it's just all the the, the same. Uh, just yeah, just uh, got two different translations here. But crazy uh, adjustments, judge adjustments, stain adjustments, took a lot of adjustments. Ultimately, will lift you up with judgment, and then he leaves off the rest. But he just says, "Blessed are you, Hashem, who resurrects the dead, who revives the dead." And he doesn't, and he leaves out this whole statement of the son of Rina. And the case of Mishnah over there. Because the Mishnah says he doesn't know. Okay, he brings the end of the brighter, and he says the kachi gears the rif varosh. This is the gears of the rif and the rosh that has this end of the brighter that the Rambam set down. For Abayinu Nirisha gears acheret haitelo, and says the Mishnah must be that the Rambam had another gears, because I don't basically I don't know why he leaves such a thing out. And says the Rogatam, he says an unbelievable thing. He says, you know why I left it out, the Rambam. The Rambam left out this bracha, he left out this last bit of the bracha, because what it says in the last bit is that Hashem that Hashem knows the number of all of you. Says the Rambam, says the Rambam, the Rambam would make you cannot have the number of death, because death is not something that you can count, because death, death is a lacking. It is not a creation, it is not a something, it is a nothing. When you have a nothing, you cannot count nothings. Says the Rogatriva, you don't, therefore you can't. The Ramam holds his mind the son of Ravina. Father Ravina is, is not something that we hold of because it doesn't exist. Now, why would the Ramam say this? Because when you're saying a bracha, you're not coming to discuss halacha. Understand, saying a bracha is a halachic thing. But you're praising Hashem for what is in the world. It's the same reason as we've had before. We've had lots of proofs for the Ramam from, from the Dorim, from Nazir, from. The promises from these things that aren't, they of course connected to Allah, but they're not defined by Allah, they're defined by the world and defined with the way people talk. Now, the same thing is true in this Brokha. This Brokha is praising Hashem for His creation, it's praising Hashem for what He will do. It's not praising Hashem, it's, it's not coming, it's coming in Allah, but not from a halachic sense. So, therefore, the Ramam would say, says the Rogachala, you cannot count nothingness, and therefore. I cannot put this ending of the bracha into his, uh, into my my gears and into my understanding. Now, just to the, just the last bit, just to to talk something out, um, is there is a Gemara and the Gemara in Talmud says what was created first, the light or the darkness? Okay, this is okay. What was first, light or darkness? And the Gemara goes on to say that we don't know the answer for this. We, we cannot know the answer for this. Maybe you can say an answer, which is maybe darkness was created first because the pasuk says the pasuk the pasuk says because there was darkness on the face of the earth. Now the Marsha comes along on this, and he says Marsha comes along and says. He doesn't know. He says this. this sorry, this Gemara is coming to to up, basically to uproot to to say that they're wrong. The opinion of the minim, the opinion of the scoffers, the opinion of the aprikosim that say that darkness is not is is only a lacking um, of light and it's not a creation. And you see, it says the Marsha. You see from here that that's not true. So now I saw that Rabbi Menachem Kasha, Rabbi Menachem Kasha. He uh, must have been a genius of a man. He grew up in Europe, lived his life, days of his life in Israel, and he wrote a lot on the Rogachov, and he collected a lot of the Rogachov, he was involved in publishing a lot of the Rogachov's Torah. And he says, he brings his Marashah, and he asks a question, he says, it's a pellet, it's an absolute pellet, unbelievable. 
says the Marshal comes here and says all the minutes, all that Bikarsim. Says this is like mainstream Rishonim. He's, he's, he's in one shot, you know, it's all very nice to, to go and like backhand the Rambam. The Rambam was called uh, the Min and Apikoris many times over history. But the Ramban and Rav Sajagon, the Kuzari, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's more. It's a bit ridiculous. You can't just like at least bring them and say that they're wrong. But just to like one hand, backhanded without even talking about it. Uh, he can't be. So now... And he answers this question. He brings the Rambam. Also, Moravuchim, Chalik Beit, Preklamad. It's also the Ramban, beginning of Rashi's. That basically says there's two different types of darkness. There's the darkness that was a creation. There was the darkness that was the creation, and that was the Choshech that was told. But that Choshech says the Rambam is not actually talking about what we call darkness. That was talking about a fire. The Rambam explains earlier on in Preklamad over there why it's called fire, why it's domain to fire. But in essence. It says that darkness was a creation, and it's a different type of darkness. But when we call darkness, and when it's when it says that Hashem called darkness, and the darkness He called not, that already that already is a new type. That already is our lack of darkness. In the light He called day, and the, the darkness He called night. And this can be explained because the pasuk says the pasuk says in Yeshaya, the pasuk says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu bore or um, sorry Yotzer that Hashem created, uh, made light and created darkness. Says the Rambam, he says, what does it doesn't mean he made light and created darkness. He says, darkness, uh, light was a creation. It was made. It was, it was made. It was something new that was made. And therefore, as a byproduct, he created darkness. But that's why it doesn't say he made darkness. Yotzer Choshech. Carries on, and now we go just to the next point, and this will end up. The Rambam says, uh, the Apostle Kazan says, Ose Shalom, he created peace, and he made peace, and he created darkness. Because he made peace, and the lack of peace, the lack of good is bad. So now, it's cause, because what is bad? Bad is just the lack of good. So once again, he made peace, he made something good, and by default, that vacuum, the lack of it will be darkness. So now the Rambam says, and if we go to Moranavuchim also, he says in another place, he says, he says that your that your actions can be split into four types of actions. He says there's he says there's an action of um, you can have an action that's purposeless, an action that's unimportant, of action action that's in vain, or an action that's good. Now, this also comes from Rav Kasha, as Rav Kasha points out that, that he doesn't say that there's an action of bad. He doesn't say an action of bad. And over there he says, he says, you know why he doesn't say an action of bad? He says, because there is no such... Uh, an action of bad is just something that's removed. It doesn't have good in it. All bad is, is the lack of good. It's a vacuum of good. So therefore you don't say that uh, there was, there's no such... There's no action that by default is bad. It's an action that is not good. And with this I thought we can be Miyashev to end off. Miyashev a very interesting Rashba. The Gemara in Ksuvis is talking about a person who claims that they were forced into... They, they come, there's a, there's a shtar in Bastin, and they come and they say, yes, this is our signatures, but we were forced into it. We were, put, we were threatened with death. Now, the Rashba over there says... The Rashba over there... And, and the Gemara says that Rakhista, in this stage in the Gemara, the Gemara says that we don't believe them. And the, the pastors of why we don't believe them is because... 
Says the Rashi, is because a person is not allowed to make themselves into a Rasha. A person is not neman about themselves. A person is not believed to say that he did something. So now the question is like this: What did he do wrong? He didn't do a midas chasidus. A person, in theory, this doesn't go according to the Rambam. But in theory, like this: If a person is threatened to be put to death, he's threatened with death for any mitzvah in the Torah, except for the Gimel Chamoris. The, the Rambam says they are not allowed to get put to death. Only for the three cardinal sins, Vodazor, Gilarais, and Shabbat Says the Ramban and the Rashba that no, they have a choice. They don't have to put, be put to death. They can choose. By, by one of those three Chamuras, you have to be put to death. Says the Ramban and the Rashba, you, don't have, you have a choice. By any other variant of the Torah, you have a choice. You don't have to get put to death. You can if you want. And it is a Midas Chasidis. Says the Rashba over here, he says, you know what? These people, they didn't do, they, 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 they even though Medina, even though Mekka they didn't have to give up their life to not sign Sheker on a document. But they could have done a Medes Chassidus. And says the Rashba that we don't believe a person, even to say that he didn't do a Medes Chassidus, he didn't do a good deed, do like an over and above, a pious deed. Because Ain Adam Maitimachma Rosha seems to be, a person cannot make themselves a Rosha. And I thought maybe you could say is that in essence any lack of good deed is by default bad because the la- bad is just the lacking of good. A person had the option to do a Midas Chasidus and he didn't do it. By default it trends bad. It's going into bad. It might not be so bad. Of course we're not going to punish him for it. But it's, it's bad. A person can't say that they did a bad deed. They did something where they didn't do good. We may it's going to be bad. It's the lacking of good. And maybe that's how we can understand this Rashba, that in this, at least, this is the bin of Gomorrah, but that's how you can say, Ain Adam Mason Rasha. Even though he just didn't do a Midas Chassidus, an act of piousness. And so to summarize, we have two shittas. We have a shitta that says that light and darkness are two creations, two separate creations. And we have a shitta that says, of the Ramam, that says light is a creation and darkness is just that lack of. And I think we can understand the Ramam's opinion and we can understand what the other opinion that comes from a place that they are both, that, and, and really it fits into their worldviews entirely. The Kalam, the Madabrim, they were not, they were not actually, they didn't call themselves philosophers, they called themselves a religious group. They, they were, actually the Raman was kicked out of Spain by a bunch of, by the Almohads that followed Kalam understanding of the Quran. But, uh, but they were, they, they weren't trying to make the world fit independent in the, the Kalam's case of the Quran. They weren't trying to have the world fit independently of the Quran. They wanted it all to fit together. Whereas the Rambam and the Rogachov had the same idea. He wanted, he wanted the world to fit. The world and the Torah had to fit together. They were one thing. Whereas the Rambam was coming to understand the world independently. The world, there's the world, there's the Torah. You superimpose. Of course you have the Torah. Of course you have to live your life by the Torah. But you superimpose the Torah onto this thing called creation, onto this world. And therefore, when it comes to Aloha, you're going to have maybe three Gedorim. You'll have light, you'll have darkness, and you'll have the lack of light. You'll have life, you'll have death, and you have the lack of life. But but the Rogachava, he'll not understand that the Torah and the creation are one, and therefore you have life, and you have a creation called death. You have darkness, you have life, and the creation called darkness. And with that, we can maybe understand both of their opinions. Thank you for listening to Marian Talmud. We hope you found this episode insightful and thought provoking. As we continue to explore the philosophical concepts of Maranabuchim and the Talmud, we encourage you to share your thoughts and questions with us. Let's continue this conversation and deepen our understanding together. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in for our next episode.